Yo, yo, what's going on? We are back up in this thing. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my brother from another peace show up in the building. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Stop playing. Stop playing. Listen, this is episode 36, y'all. Episode 36. So, Peace, y'all. What's going on, man? What's good with you, man? Happy belated Father's Day, man. You know, God is good. God is great, man. I'm just thankful just to be here. Yes, sir. It was uh, definitely a, a, a very eventful Father's Day for me. But it, it was good. It was very eventful in a good way. So, and of course, happy belated Father's Day to you too, bro. And um, we getting old, man. We are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like... We uh my weekend consisted of to to be very short and sweet. We uh my my daughter graduated pre uh pre-K. Mm. And so you know, all the family comes up, you know, from Shelltown, and then you know the in-laws come in, and so they're like, Hey, why don't we just cook out? And of course, I'm the one that's volunteered to be uh you know doing the grilling and the cooking out where everybody's sitting around chilling. So, but it's all good. You know, I, I want to be out in 90-degree weather uh, grilling on, on a grill um, yeah. or getting three, four, five shades dark. It's all good, you know. Yeah, I, of course right. I yeah. but, uh, but we did that, man. Uh, uh, those little complaints aside, we had a really good time. Sunday, you know, they, uh, you know, got me dinner and bought me a few little knickknacks and uh, my favorite candy, uh, my Mike and Ike's. Yeah, and I know that. So that was, cool. that, that was that. Oh, oh, and they got me a new set of Clippers too that I've been talking about getting for a while. So um, it was really are nice. The one, are they the ones that blow on you and, and suck the hair up and all that? Nah, nah, it's, it's it's not that one. It's just a regular old, you know, high engine one that basically, if you're not paying attention, you will get a ball spot. So it's mm. it's it's one of them them. Uh, I don't want to say professional ones, but hey, the the barbers use it. So. Um, and that's just kind of been my thing ever since I went from uh, the, you know, the, the sanitation is not sanitation, sanitary, whatever barbershop down in Shelby where uh, you get a whole, you know, cut. Shape up your, your beard, face, your hair and stuff for $10, $15. Yeah. And then, and then when I went to Raleigh for uh, to go to school at NC State and them set that same process was $45, $50 like nah. I went I straight to Walmart. I went straight to Walmart with that twenty dollars and and bought my first uh set of clippers, and yeah, and the rest is history. That was all uh, more than ten years ago, about 12, 12, 13 years ago. I've been cutting yeah, it's my crazy hair. you say that because I remember um I remember it, during your wedding, I was like, "Yo, we we gonna go get cuts and stuff." You was like, "Nah, I'm cutting my own hair." Yeah, and right before your wedding, like you was in you was in the mirror cutting your own hair. Mm -hmm. I was like. How long you been cutting? He said, "Man, I ain't paying the folk all that money." Nope. Yeah. Nope. So it's like, so now I I cut my own hair and and you know I'll pay a hundred dollars for a really good set of clippers and then that'll keep me five or six years. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and even now, you know, if you know the crazy thing, and I'm kind of all over the place, but you know, that's that's all good. I'm, I'm we're celebrating Father's Day, so it's it's, it's my day. Um, <laughs> so you know, the the crazy thing is, I've been talking about these clippers and stuff, right? Is that how how the government and how all these devices that you got follows and uh, follows and tracks your every move? So I'm talking about these clippers, right? So then when I get on Facebook and Instagram and I scroll and, and, and guess what sponsor ad I see these very same clippers that I've been talking about. And I'll be like, yo, man, what the what is going on right now? It, it's always weird to me. I'll be like, I'll, I'll talk to wife and be like, yo, man, I, I we haven't had Chipotle in a while. Let's, you want to get some Chipotle? I go on my social media. Well, what's the sponsor ad? Fucking Chipotle. And I was like, God damn, like Chipotle, you want my business that much to where you start spying on me? <laughs> damn, Chipotle. <laughs> I mean, y'all good at all, man. Like, nah, don't don't fucking spy on me and, and steal my data for a burrito bowl. Like, it's not that serious. It's good and all, but god dang. Uh, but uh, all that being said, man, it is I've been cutting my own hair, and that's just it. If I fuck up, hey, I fuck up. You know, but for the most part, I can cut my hair in my sleep now. But um, but it's all it's all good. I'm I'm trying my my um I'm trying to grow my hair out a little bit. I don't know if I'm gonna do dreads just yet, but we we're just gonna see how, how much wife you can tolerate. <laughs> because because you know you get through that ugly phase before you're able to really do something with it. And uh we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes with this ugly phase. But I, I actually tried that too, though, because somebody asked me, um, you had long hair. Why you never tried it? I said, it's too permanent. You know what I mean? So so mm-hmm. even when I look at uh, little cousin Manio and he got his hair out and I'm like, yeah, he ain't gonna go dreads because you, you can do more stuff when you don't do dreads. I yeah. can have it looking like it's dreads, but it's twists. Right. You know what I mean, so you can do so much stuff when your hair is out. So, you know, it's worth it's, it's worth to try. Sometimes you got to grow your hair out to see if you can still grow it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that. Just to see what it does. They know in college I had my, you know, during the the cornrows phase, the cornrows mm-hmm. and and the super long, super baggy clothes. Like, what were we thinking back then? But two <laughs> X t shirts. <laughs> uh, Listen, you know, I'm thirty five, thirty six pants. Knowing we are thirty and thirty two. Knowing we thirty thirty twos and we wearing thirty six, thirty eights. Like, <laughs> man, what were we thinking? And here I am in college. I was. You know, I'm five nine, and in college I was one seventy. If that, <laughs> once I was, if that I was one seventy, man, one sixty, and I'm wearing these big ass clothes. <laughs> Shirt goes down to my knees. Yeah, I'm like, man, what were we thinking, man? Just um, so th- that's why I I don't say too much shit when it comes to like the skinny jeans and all that type of stuff because I, I can't really talk shit about y'all because we wore some fucked up shit ourselves so <laughs> you know it's just like well it's just y'all turn y'all y'all turn but like okay we might as well just call this this podcast a tangent because i'm just gonna be on all type of tangents uh <laughs> uh speaking of skinny jeans you know like uh the kim jong who the, the guy in korea that everybody that everybody hates yeah. uh he, he he said, "Fuck skinny jeans." He banned skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> he said, "Fuck that." I think it's mullets and skinny jeans or something like that. So let, let me go ahead and look this up. Uh, <laughs> North Korea, yeah, North Korea banned skinny jeans and piercings in war on capitalistic lifestyle. And um, 
Yeah. North Korea and Generation Z seem to have one common opinion. Skinny jeans have got to go. Uh, the Secret of Asian Nation has reportedly instituted a ban on Western fashion trends, including mullets, certain body piercings, and skinny jeans, and a self-proclaimed war on capitalism. <laughs> uh, that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. So they say... Uh, I'm going to read a little quote. History teaches us a crucial lesson that a country can become vulnerable and eventually collapse like a damp wall, regardless of its economic and defense power. If we do not hold on to our own lifestyle, as they mentioned, as far as the reasons why they want to get rid of this stuff. So it's, mm. it's, um, <laughs> what are they going to do about BTS and all the mother folk that's coming from over there? This, this, Figures like even over here in America, as far yeah. as their trend setting, they gonna just kill them off all the way. I I don't know. And with Kim Jong Un and his his crazy ass, like I yeah. I would put it past. He might him. ban him. He might ban him. Yeah, like he he might banish him from from North Korea and like nah, like I I just wonder what what would happen. Like what what would happen if you're caught wearing skinny jeans, like in a mullet? God damn, if you were. <laughs> they they gonna cut you bald headed and they gonna make you wear um baggy clothes. <laughs> they gonna put you in baggy baggy jeans. Baggy clothes, baggy jeans. Oh man, that's that's just funny to me. I I, I find it funny. That's just really funny to me. Uh, it's like nah, fuck skinny jeans. But to call it a war on capitalism, I would think that there would be better things that you would, you know, banned or protest or boycott or whatever. Yeah, that's pity yeah, capitalism, but it's like that skinny jeans and mullets and body pierces. That seems to be more of a cultural thing, right? Like, am I, yeah, am I missing something? I, I, I must be missing something. I just thought it was really funny to read. Uh, and that's just, and that's just, that's just that. Is that I, I want to, um, mention again, I'm being random as fuck right now. Um, <laughs> So my step half, whatever cousin Nick Cannon is having yet another baby, and everyone's dragging him through the internet right now, and um, because that that man got like four, five no baby mamas and like seven, eight kids, mm. and yeah, so he had another set of twins, another set. Another set of twins. So he has twins with Mariah Carey, and then he this new chick uh that he just had kids with, she had twins. Um, uh, and then he got three more kids somewhere with all these, and I'm like, what's what's going on right now? But what I understand, he subscribes. I, I he and Craig will get along very well because you know, Craig believes that you know you don't um he doesn't believe in monogamy. Like man isn't made for one woman. Right. And apparently Nick Cannon feels the exact same way. Cause yeah, he he's, he's sowing them seeds everywhere. <laughs> I don't, but Hey, I, I, I see it as honestly, if when you get to that particular level, uh, once you reach that particular tax bracket, you damn near do what you want to do. Um, yeah. Cause he can afford it. So yeah, like he can afford it. So uh, it, it reminds me of a 50 Cent lyric. He was like, have a baby by me, baby. Be a millionaire. Be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, have a baby. Okay. 
Um, but do I think that's that's giving a good example of building a strong community like within the black community? Nah, I like like come on, bro. Like you can't be on your podcast, you know, talking the way you talk. And then you you got babies and stuff everywhere. Like he he talks a a, a pro black Afrocentric type talk and yeah. stuff. But then it's like I, I I don't know. I don't know if that really would promote the black community, especially once you see the women that he's having babies with. Yeah. So, but <laughs> hey, you know that's 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 just that. More power to you. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think he and Craig would get along uh really good because you know Craig's like look. Look, I, I'm I'm man enough for more than one woman. Um, all right, so I, I definitely would imagine if, if Craig reaches a particular tax bracket, then yeah, watch out because that man gonna be on the loose. <laughs> like like, that, and that's what they call it, a loose cannon. Yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> so it, it's it's just it's just silly. It's just silly, but. Uh, I know you wanted to to speak on, um, you know, fatherhoods and and to give a shout out to fathers, and and uh, to kind of you know give fathers their flowers. I know we we wanted to do it on our last podcast, but we yeah. kind of ran out of time. Uh, it ran a little long, not that long, but you know a little long. We we try to keep it right around an hour, and you know so we ran a little long, uh, a little over an hour. So we wanted to go ahead and cut it then, but. You know, the floor is yours. Uh, let you say your piece. Um, and just, again, shout out to all the fathers out there um, that's doing your thing, that is, you know, raising your kids, loving your children. And regardless of the situation, we see you, we salute you, and peace y'all talk to them. All right, all right, all right. Well, I always say this every morning. It's a great day to be a man of God. It's a great day to be a man. It's a great day to be a father, husband, son, brother, and friend. And right. I say that in reference, even though I'm not a husband right now, I say that it, in hopes of one day being that great husband. But um, God has put us in position, put me in position to be able to be the father that I am. And it wasn't until I had my own children that I realized, yo, if God loves us the way I love my child, my daughter, then, whoa, you know, that's got to be something amazing. And my grandfather always told me that being a father isn't what you have. It's about what you do. And this is my first love right here. Come here, first love. Come here for a second. And this is my first love. This is the person that really made me realize that being, look down, that really made me, that's Symphony. So this, hey, this she's the reason why I wanted to break that narrative um, of what a man should be to the, their children because I never had a father. And I think I tell y'all this all the time. Um, it's different nuggets that I took from each of you all, um, y'all's father, for being around y'all father. I don't care if it was just a second of seeing your father out, out there with a motorcycle or out there doing some yard work or seeing Miss Maddox ride, ride the ride lawnmower or just sitting out on the porch and joking with us or even at wrestling practice or seeing Vic in the shop or seeing, you know, um, Eric's dad come in and just get on to us about stuff and just talk about sports, you know? It's those mm -hmm. different nuggets that I took from y'all father. I never had one. I had a mom who um, took those places, but she was just like, hey, you know, go to your godfather, which is Vic, Monte's, Monte's dad. And um, mm -hmm. he was pretty much the only real father that I really knew. Shout but, out to Vic. 
Yeah, shout out to Vic. And his birthday is actually on Father's Day, so I tell on him all the time. Day, yep. I tell yes, him all the time, I said, you know, Father's Day was created for somebody like you. Mm -hmm. So when I look at each of us and um, the type of men that we are, the type of fathers that we are, and I think Eric has, you know, kids outside of the house. However, I used to listen to Eric and I used to, I was there when he used to try to fight to look for those children, which mm -hmm. means he got a passion for that because you all had fathers that was always around, whether they was in-house or not, they was always around. Um, both mm -hmm. parents. I mean, I think you talked about it. I had both parents in the house. You know yep. what I mean? So me not having that, I tell people all the time, you're either going to be just like your father or the complete opposite. So I want to encourage men to be real men and and take a step up, man. Um, you know, when I had my Bible study on July 31st, it's going to speak about men really taking that rightful place in a house. You know, a husband, hus, house, band, foundation. We are the foundations of the house. And you know, you being the father that you are and me even hearing you over over voice, being able to say, hey, mm -hmm. you know, sit down. You know, how we correct them, how we discipline our children. It may be different. But the number one thing is a father that we need all need to know that is important is just being there. You know, being involved, being active, letting our children know we love them. I told my kids um, when I was away, I said, Daddy's going to call you every day. And if you don't hear from daddy between the hours of six and eight, call the police. My daughter's like, why would we do that? I say, because something is wrong. And if I'm married and you call my wife, whomever that may be, and she tell you I'm not available, then call the police because she did it. So, right. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So, but, you know, like I always tell you all, you know, y'all are amazing men and amazing fathers. And, you know, it's just it's just a blessing to be able to see my nieces and nephews on y'all part grow up. Uh, it's amazing to see, you know, Monte married and having four kids and, and JJ having having his children and and Craig having his son and Eric, you know, what I mean, it's amazing to be able to mm -hmm. see that and seeing the growth of my children. It's like, yo, wow, you know. I think Manuel posted it the other day. He said, "Out of all the titles I've had, being a daddy is my favorite one." Yep. And I said this, and, and really I told is. him, I said, "That's like the only one that matters outside of being a husband, because you know you should right. cling to your wife." However, once you have a child, your whole perspective change, even as a husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yo, 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 light on the world changes. So yeah, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different thing. It's it yeah. it really like I say it really opens your eyes. And and unfortunately, it doesn't do that for every man who has a child. But I think that um, you know, when I think about the way I was brought up as far as having, you know, both parents in the home, having my father and my mother. Um, and then, you know, people in our neighborhood who did not have a father in the home, who didn't even know their father's name like that and, and see just various situations to where basically the child is suffering because the parents are at odds and one is pitting the child against the other and, uh, just doing all these things to try to remove one parent from the life of the child because that other parent has been uh, slighted in some way. Like it, it makes me appreciate what I have more. And I feel like, you know, a lot of us, we don't, we don't really know how to deal with that. We just kind of do the best we can. And I think a lot of the ideologies that we deal with now, that's really only heard in the black community. Um, 
stems from, you know, the things that, you know, our our parents or even we, as far as our generation, has gone through uh, because we just did not have that. But thank thank God we had instances like like Vic or like with with E, who were you know, and I don't want to tell his story. You know, he, I'll I'll let him tell his own story. But you know, seeing the the situation with his parents, but then. You know, we're always around each other. So we still had men figures in our life to where they may not have been our actual biological father, but they've all contributed to our lives. You know, whether it's, you know, a word of encouragement here or this type of support here or just whatever the case may be, just like just being present so we can see with our own eyes what a father is that, that's always present. Um, that's just major. That's major. And I, I really like would like for us to get to the place where we normalize that also as men to be more responsible and not being so enamored and crazed for pussy. Like, can we just be honest? Like um, we made a lot of mistakes because we just, we just wanted to fuck. We just wanted to have sex. Um, And y'all do these things just for, another notch into your belt. And then the baby comes in the world that you did not want, that you was not ready for. And then due to your irresponsibility and your indifference, now you in a situation to where now this woman is slighted and so on and so on and so forth. You know where I'm getting at, but just to be careful, show some responsibility because a bring it like a child, like this stuff is, it's it's important. Like it's really important because we just do not know. And, and you would know if you think about your own experiences, just what it was like for you to have that particular male figure in your in, in your life to where they were were present, to where they taught, loved, disciplined, and it doesn't necessarily mean they whooped your ass, but just disciplined. Correct. Have you learned, developed, showed you what a man is 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 supposed to do in his position in your life? Like that's in this particular instance to where the social justice movement for the black community involves getting rid of the man in the household and basically trying to replace the man in the household. Then that that just goes to show how things have happened that may not have necessarily been our doing willingly, but we still have a, a part to play in it. Um, it just kind of shows how far that has hurt us. And so that's just that. So uh, I, I stand with, with P Shaw that y'all know that, you know, the fathers, we salute y'all. We thank y'all and, and just salute. So I hope that you all had a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, very fulfilling Father's Day. Um, you know, just my, my phone was just blowing up. Just, you know, friends and acquaintances and stuff wish me happy Father's Day. And I appreciate that because in this day and age, you know, there's a, a lot of tweets and stuff that I screenshotted, but I really don't feel the need to show uh, people basically trying to shit on Father's Day. Um, you know, of course, single mothers, they, they like to take this day as for their own as well, which... Uh, I disagree with, no, you're not a father, you're a mother, so happy Mother's Day, that's mm-hmm. all you get. Um, hell, I've, I've, been, I've been seeing studs, you know, females that are 
male or believed to be male or want to be male or portray themselves as male, you know, that they consider themselves fathers. Like, no, no you still you, you're a woman. You're still a woman. So no, uh, Father's Day is not yours. Um, I've been seeing you, you know, liberal. I'll just leave it at that. Liberal women, basically, you know, shitting on men uh, because, you know, all oh, this society is just so misogynistic. So we need to destroy the aspect of the man to uplift the woman, which I've always I've always disagreed with. Even when we talk about race and stuff like that, it's like I want to uplift the black community, but I don't need to uplift or want to uplift the black community at the detriment of white people. Like I don't need to destroy white people to empower black people. And cause that's essentially doing what white people have done uh, as far as creating this class and creating a reason why we are quote unquote superior than this race and this, that, and the third, that's essentially doing the same thing. And like, we don't need to do that. So for the plight of women and them getting equal, equal rights and being, uh, you know, equal as far as social status and stuff like that, we can empower women without destroying men. And like, I don't understand why we feel like it has to happen that way, that in order for one to succeed, one has to be destroyed. And like, that's not at least what the idea of America is. And so maybe I'm naive in that, but you know, a lot of people would say just like ridiculous shit as far as, you know, shitting on, uh, on men. And, and all I'm going to say to that is father day is ours, bitches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is ours. You can't take it away. You thought you was going to take it from us? Oh, hell no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kick rocks, bitches. Father's Day is ours. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, oh, man. I just had to be a little silly for a second. So, um, speaking of which, I'm, I'm going to stay on this. And, and this is probably Craig's, you know, Craig loves the, the men versus women thing. Um, there is a particular passage, if you will. I'm going to say there's a particular TikTok video of a woman that uh, is trying to explain that the reason that men hate the current generation of women is because, you know, they are intimidated by their strength. Um, they see women as competition um, and they don't know how to step up to the plate to meet the standards of these, the modern generation of women and it's gone viral. And so this particular guy, not really a famous person, but just a person on TikTok decided to uh, respond to this video and I'm going to play it and see what you think about it. The reason why men hate this new generation of women so much. I heard what you say and ain't got shit to do with it. First off, don't no man hate no powerful woman. Contrary to your belief, that is something we like. But if you want to know why we dislike this new generation of women, let me tell you why. For one, some of y'all are rude and disrespectful as fuck. And for no fucking reason. You'd rather judge a man by his wallet instead of his heart. You do fucked up shit all the time, but instead of you holding yourself accountable, you'd rather blame a man. You want men to meet your ridiculous requirements and standards. While at the same time, your requirements don't even line up with your livelihood. You want a man to treat you like a wife without a ring on your finger. 
You want a man to give you the world while you bring nothing to the table and just sit there and reap the benefits. Y'all put yourself out there like y'all strippers and then get mad when a man treats you as such. On another note, you saying women are finally being powerful shows me how little you know. Because women have always been powerful since day one. Only difference between them and you is that they don't have the modern woman characteristics. Look up what it really means to be a powerful woman and then get back with us. Have a good day. Okay. So, um, is he spitting, is he spitting facts or no? Nah? Well, so, you know, that's one of them, what you say, dope or doodle type things. Dope or doodle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's dope because, I mean, a lot of them don't. That's kind of like what you said the other um, last podcast. You know, you never really hear certain things, like especially when women say I'm a strong black woman. Um, it's a lot of, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of a, I'm not saying I would have said it like that, but. You know, I, I guess you will know we have all have different perceptions of certain things and we all interpret it certain ways. But I understand where he's coming from and I get what he's saying. Yeah, because I I tend to agree because that yeah. is the especially with our black women um, uh, of this generation. They seem to have this notion that um, and I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, like. Look around at every community of women, as far as black women, white women, Hispanic women, Asian women. So it's like you only hear the phrase or the term strong, independent woman within black with black women. Have I said this before? I'm not yeah. sure if I have. Well, I'm gonna say it again. So we we've only hear strong independent woman in the black community. You never heard anyone say she's a strong, independent white woman. Yeah. Like you never heard she's a strong, independent Hispanic lady. It's a strong, independent Asian woman right there. Woo, that's a strong, independent Irish woman right there. Woo, strong, independent. Like you only hear strong, independent black women. Um, and it's to a point to where we are literally at each other's throats because. As I mentioned before, we they want to empower themselves at the expense of of men. Now, that's not to act like either side are angels because there is some bullshit coming from women. There is some bullshit coming from men. I see it and I hear it all the time when it comes to ancient men who do ancient shit to these women and then they get tired of it so that they get tired of giving the best that they have to people who aren't worthy and who don't treat them with with the, the least amount of reciprocity that they put into these relationships so they're like you know what i'm tired of dealing with broke ancient irresponsible lazy unambitious men so yeah, I'm going to set my standards to that $100,000 person. But at that point, it's like, well, the qualifications to meet that 100000 person, you just don't meet it. So uh, so I, I get why you may have those expectations as a woman of what you want in a man. But, you know, at some point, um, B. Simone made a similar video months ago. And, of course, they they went at her. Like, um, it's like if, if, 
if you want this man, uh, you're going to have to meet certain qualifications or at least meet these requirements for yourself. But, you know, a lot of these women has dealt with so many ancient men because they don't be men. Uh, they're just males. I call them like I don't even call them men. They're just males. So like I, I understand it. So I understand both sides. But um, instead of I feel like finding a commonality as far as men waking up, as far as women waking up, you know, it's just like, well, women ain't this. And then it's men ain't this. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with his uh, analysis of modern women because they are like that because they have a, a disdain for men and why we have a lot of our black women that are now entering into LGBTQ stuff because mm -hmm. hey it ain't shit i don't need a man type of thing and men can't do anything for me um and did they go as far as saying that oh it's the women that uphold the black community it's the women that keeps the black community together i disagree but that's the type of things they say because for the most part the common black men for the most part they have been absent and it hasn't necessarily been by a government ploy or scheme we still have a part to play, even though we know the government um, definitely played a part uh, in influencing us to to get rid of the family unit in our communities. Like, look at the the welfare system. The welfare system was like, you know, well, you won't get any type of assistance if there's another person in your home. So they kicked mm -hmm. the man out of the home. Uh, they tried to yeah. change that, but Ronald Reagan. Uh, the more I learned of him, the more I realized that he's just a piece of shit. But, you know, he he enacted more policies that further divided and kept men out of the home. And then you add in the war on drugs and then you add the war on crime and all this other stuff. And, you know, you're dealing with a fractured community to where, hey, it's just a modern tactic of war. If you want to get rid of a nation uh, and you want to conquer a nation, what do you do? You get rid of their men. You You take away the men. And that's what they did. So, you know, I, I, I agree with what he said, but, you know, I do understand. I understand why a woman would have the perception or the attitude that they have. It's still unfortunate. I am very glad that I'm married now, so I ain't got to worry about none of that shit. But um, I do have a daughter that I need to be sure that I'm doing everything I can to prepare her for this type of world and not to... Uh, not to find herself or end up with um, an ain't shit dude because yeah I'm, uh, yeah I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be arrested I'm already prepared for it I'm gonna be arrested quite a few times of you know me going up on somebody's head or being that crazy father because I feel like um, not I have to be involved because I'm I'm not a micromanaging person at all I hate it so uh, I hate when people try to micromanage me so I I'm uh, I definitely give people freedom to explore, to, you know, find out who they are, but at the same time, still be close enough to where, yeah, let me kind of ease you on to this path or ease you on that path or talk to you about why this may not be a good decision, you know, but we, we all have ideas of how we want to be good parents until something happens and then all that shit goes out the window. We just flip our shit. So sure. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm going to do. Just if, 
you know, I got all these plans. That's why I'm going to do this. I'm going to approach my daughter. This I'm going to talk to her. But the moment I see that ain't shit motherfucker uh, trying to uh, take advantage of my daughter, yeah, I'm going to split the shit. So, uh, <laughs> so, and then all that goes out the window. But, uh, but I think the last time, uh, I think you, you said you mentioned that you, you missed the game sevens of the, the NBA playoffs, right? Yeah, I missed the game sevens. Yeah, it was it was a good game, man. Like the the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks, that was a game seven of game seven proportion. That the the only game of recent memory that uh I can remember that wasn't a finals game seven was uh Philly and Toronto a couple of years ago when it came down to the last shot and Kawhi Leonard hit that crazy ridiculous shot that bounced around the rim for like like a minute before it finally went in. This Brooklyn and Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee came out on top. They won in overtime, and I I just give my hat off to uh, hats off to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was out of his mind. Like bro was out of his mind. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have a, a healthy James Harden. Kyrie was out, and it came down to one shot. He hit a long two-pointer that he thought was a three at the end of regulation that um, he was down one, or he was down two when uh, he took this shot. And If it would have been a three, he would have been at one. Uh, Brooklyn would have been at one, which basically would have given him the win. Uh, but they reviewed it, and his toe was on the line. So it was a two-pointer, and it basically just sent them to overtime, which he just did not have enough. Uh, he just gave everything he had. Just did not have enough to take that final shot. Um, and 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 Milwaukee is now going to face Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals. Which at this point, I I really have no real interest in um in the playoffs. Honestly, outside of I for the first time, I want someone from the West. To to win the uh, the championship, I I I would be I want Phoenix and Chris Paul to win. I really want them to win, but I really yeah. wouldn't be mad if 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 uh, the Clippers win. Um, but I, I want Phoenix to win, and then my next choice would be would be the Clippers. Um, so whoever comes out the West, that's who I'll be rooting for. Um, but Giannis deserves it. Um, if he wins, uh, I feel like Philly choked. It should be Milwaukee and 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 Philly, but they choked. Um, I'm sure you've been seeing what's been going on with uh with Ben Simmons and how they yeah. are dragging Ben Simmons through the mud right now. And I, I think maybe it's, I think it's a little excessive, but I do think that he should. Um, I think he should get some of the blame because he's been in the league maybe three, four years and he has not improved in anything. So he still cannot shoot to save his or anyone else's life. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I think I seen a game the other day. It was late in the third quarter. No, it was beginning of the fourth quarter. Cause he had five fouls and four points. I said, mm -hmm. what? I had to rewind it. Cause I was like four points. You're supposed to be the star player. You only got four points. Four points. Four Dang. points. That's that's what he had. And it was 
It was just sad. Like he plays uh 35, 36 minutes, like superstar minutes. And then, you know, he has four points. You know, now he'll have 10 assists and nine rebounds. Um, but four points? Like you, you, you can't <laughs> give me you can't give me a Jason Kidd triple double. Uh, and for those who don't know, the, the Jason Kidd triple-double is he, he would just have like 10, 10, 10. You know, he'll give you 10 points uh, in his latter career, in in the latter parts of his career. He'll give you 10 points, then he'll give you 10 rebounds, and he'll give you 10, 11 assists. He'll, he'll have you, like, you can't give me 10. You can't at least score 10 points. And But he was just so in his head to where he just couldn't shoot to the point where he was scared to shoot. And and people been on his head. People been on his head all day today. And I I don't blame him. I don't blame him because you know it it is what it is. It is what it is. So I know you um the, uh-huh. the Phoenix hit beat L A in the first game. Yep. And, and Chris Paul didn't even play. Chris Paul didn't play because they had him out for. Like COVID regulations, so I guess he went yeah. to the place or something. So they kept him out. Um, but the fact that they won without him, listen, them them and boys, Phoenix is ready. I believe this Kabuka, is Phoenix. Booker had forty points. Booker had a forty point triple double. It was his triple first double. double of his career. Like yeah. that boy could not be stopped, and he he's ready. Like I've always been a, a Devin Booker fan, but th- th- this is the moment that. You know, people who knew about him already been waiting for like, yo, Devin Booker needs some help. And Chris Paul was the perfect type of person for Devin Booker, um, which Chris Paul was trying to be that to Devin, to James Harden, what he is doing now for Devin Booker. Um, Mm -hmm. But James Harden is is a diva, which, you know, I'm not surprised that Brooklyn is out. I didn't expect Brooklyn to win this year. but I thought they at least go to the conference finals. But um, yeah, Chris Paul and and just the way he's galvanized that team, a true leader in every sense of the word. Like, you know, they believe in Chris Paul. They 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 bought into, you know, his his workout methods, his uh his mindset, the the ambition. They bought into it, uh, and he got them young boys hungry. And they are absolutely fearless. So you just coming off beating uh, the Denver Nuggets in a sweep, the uh, a team that they, you know, basically was like they're going to at least to the conference finals, if not the finals. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going for I'm going for Phoenix. I want Phoenix to win, uh, but I wouldn't be mad if uh, if the Clippers come out of it. But I say all that to say, hey. If the Clippers lose, then Kawhi Leonard could come to Miami. <laughs> so I'm still going down to South Beach. I'm still on that. But you know, in in, in all honesty and, and being realistic, I know I got to get my, my Miami taken. I still haven't done my video, but I'm going to do it. Um, I, I I wouldn't go for Kawhi Leonard or any of these big names. If I was if I was the Miami Heat, uh, we have all these people that are. Or on the books or in like restricted free agency, I will give up Kendrick Nunn and I will do a sign and trade with him for DeMar DeRozan. I bring DeMar DeRozan in uh, to Miami. That will be our scoring 
and even our go-to scoring, I will also bring back Victor Oladipo. Once he's healthy, there'll be another dynamic score. Um, I will package Duncan Robinson, the our shooter. He's also a restricted free agent. I would uh, package him to get a viable big man. So like, uh, um, you know, just just any just any decent solid big man that will give uh, Bam some some space and some help on the boards. And I think that's it. Uh, we have a couple shooters already. We still will still have Tyler Hero. We'll still have Max Struess and a couple other just straight up spot up three point shooters. We're good there, and then we'll have some dynamic scorers as well as defensive players and Victor Oladipo, Demar Derozan to go with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and then we get a big man, and then we'll be making noise in the East again. Um, but yeah. That that's that's that. <laughs> so, um, shout out to uh, the uh, Hot Chocolate Mess podcast. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support. Shout, thank thank y'all for the subscription on the YouTube channel. And um, we're gonna we we gonna we gonna talk. We are gonna make some things happen. We 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 gonna see if we can do a um a, a, a collaboration of sorts to where we 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 start doing like a, a network type thing. Yes, I'm saying this live. So yeah. Okay. We 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 just gonna see what it's about. See what it's about, you know? Uh start our own Joe Button network type thing, you know, uh a conglomerate of podcasts and shows and stuff that they kind of okay. work together intermingle and stuff. Squad. Squad, exactly. Um so you know we're gonna work on that as well as you know continuing to push the brand. So that that is that is pretty much day. I don't know if y'all can hear my kids in the background right now. Wifey just came home, and uh, and they're losing their minds. Um, that's normally how they do. They're normally all nice and chill and stuff. When I'm home, I get them set up. I, I fix, you know, I cook dinner, get them all set up and stuff, and it's all good. And then as soon as mommy gets home, then all hell breaks loose. But because uh, I'm sure, I'm sure if you guys been following that, you you hear this random baby scream. Uh, well, they're not baby toddlers. My, my children are five and two. But like, so I'm sure you hear this random scream of noise in the background. Like, what the hell is that? And mm-hmm. uh, See, and you know, I know that's exactly why I had to take that pause earlier. Yeah, I said, hold on. So I just be like, y'all, chill out, chill out. Uh, and that's another reason why I try to keep this thing under an hour, <laughs> right at an hour. So it's it's. It's all right. It's, it's working. Um, I'm I'm still encouraged because I feel like you know things are starting to move slowly but surely, and that's that's that all that you know needs to work for me. Uh, as long as it's moving forward, I don't care how slow it's moving forward. As long as it's moving forward, I can figure out ways to speed it up. You know what I'm saying? And mm. you know we're getting you know different people are now you know getting awareness of it. Uh, we're still getting collaboration requests and stuff that, you know, we're going to uh, start bringing in some people for some interviews and, and doing some stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're moving, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, I thank you guys because I'm, I'm checking out the numbers because unfortunately, you know, I'm realizing this is a numbers game, uh, but I see, you know, just the numbers are increasing slowly, but surely, but you know, we're getting more listeners per month um, and we're just, we're just still working. We're still working, so um, thank you guys, and you know we we're just going to keep working. 
We're going to keep working to make sure that we put the best product um, and to find out how we can kind of be that that one-stop shop. This is kind of the, the thing, you know, how to be that one-stop shop. You know, if you if you want a little bit of politics, uh, you know, an, an Afrocentric perspective, and we talk about the dynamics of men and women in relationships, and and then you you have your little dash of rigidity and some ratchet talk and 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 you know, a bunch of silliness just kind of all wrapped up into one ball. That's what we want to talk my credo to be, because it's basically what we do anyway. So but we, we're going to figure that out. So thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, that's that's all I got. Anything you want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> nah, this is it, man. Uh, real, let real men be real men. Speak life and everything that you do. And, um, you know, you know, it's time for us to step up. You know, like yes, you said, sir. you know, trying to, trying to collaborate. Um, Dante, I always tell you all that he's big on supporting and we have to support each other. So right. the only way we're going to have something for ourselves is if we support each other. So sometimes yep. it may take us to collaborate a conglomerate of people um, in camaraderie amongst ourselves to build yep. something for ourselves, to build up ourselves. And the only way we can do it is if you're watching, if you're subscribing, if you're sharing, if you're posting, if you're reposting, if you're retweeting, if you're talking about it and let's be about it, he says, let's talk about talk your credo. Mm-hmm. So talk your credo. If you got something you want to say. Tune in. Let's go. Let's get it. Exactly. Let's get it. So, you know, on behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast, this is it. Episode 36. Your boy Dante Credo. Here, my brother from another peace show. And again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Salute to all the fathers. Continue to step up and even raise the bar. Let's raise the bar. Show them exactly why we are here and, and why we deserve this position. So it's it's not an entitlement, it's it's something that's earned. So let's 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 let real men be real men. And until next time, take care, stay fly, stay blessed. Peace.